The yogi whose mind is fixed on me verily attains the highest perfection of transcendental happiness. He is beyond the mode of passion, he realizes his qualitative identity with the Supreme and thus he is freed from all reactions to past deeds. So please repeat, the yogi, the yogi whose mind is fixed on me, verily attains the highest perfection of transcendental happiness. He is beyond the mode of passion. He realizes his qualitative identity with the Supreme and thus he is freed from all reactions to past deeds. Purport. Brahma-bhūta is the state of being free from material contamination and situated in the transcendental service of the Lord. Madhbhaktim labhate param Bhagavad Gita 18.54 One cannot remain in the quality of Brahman, the Absolute, until one's mind is fixed on the lotus feet of the Lord. Savai mana krishna padaravinda yoga 9.4 or 18 Srimad Bhagavatam to be always engaged in the transcendental loving service of the Lord or to remain in Krishna consciousness is to be factually liberated from the mode of passion and all material contamination. <clears throat> so, Prashanta Manasam Hyenam Yoginam Sukham Uttamam Upaiti Shantarajasam Brahma Bhutam Makalvasham. So, in the previous verse, um, it was a few Sundays away, I think one month ago, where we have studied 626, the previous verse, where Krishna is saying how we have to control our mind while we are in this material world. So this material world will offer many distractions. In fact, this material world is full of distractions that uh, take us away from remembering Krishna. That is illusion. The fact is, everything is 
emanating, everything has emanated from Krishna and therefore everything is eternally connected with Krishna. But in our present state, we see everything disconnected from Krishna. We don't find a relation between something and Krishna. So that's illusion actually. <coughs> in reality, that's not at all the case. Everything is connected with Krishna. So, we keep forgetting this all the time. We have been forgetting this for millions of years. And as we are now stepping into spiritual life, Krishna consciousness, it is, we are, what we are doing is, Shravanadi Shuddha Chittyas Koroya Udoy Nitya Siddha Krishna Prema Sadhya Kabhunoy In Chaitanya Charitamrita it is said, Krishna Prema or Krishna Consciousness is Nitya Siddha. We always have it. It is just now covered with this illusion of material consciousness. So what is material consciousness? Ritertham yat pratiyeta na pratiyeta chatmani tad vidyadatmano mayam yatha bhaso yatha tama. So Krishna, Lord Vishnu explains this in the Bhagavatam. O Brahma, whatever appears to be of any value, if it is without relation to me, has no reality. Has no reality. Know it as my illusory energy, that reflection which appears to be in darkness. In other words, if we look at a lake that is still, the water is not moving. And if on the other side of the lake there is a tree, and in the, on the surface of the water there is reflection of that tree upside down. Now if I look at the reflection and think that this reflection of the tree has no connection with the reality, the real tree, and that is illusion. Because the reflection cannot exist without the reality. But similarly, this material world is a reflection of the spiritual world. And the spiritual world is nothing but the abode of the Lord. So there is, it cannot exist independent of the Lord, this material world. So if we think that is the case, then we are in illusion. So in our modern science, scientists are trying to understand this material world um, without relation with God. So they will never be able to understand. And because of their um, what to say, <clears throat> incomplete understanding, they hover from one topic to another. They, they're not fixed in their understanding. They have different opinions that we have uh, studied in the previous verse. About one topic, they will have many opinions and such uh, opinions of one topic, they will have on different, different topics. So they, they like a monkey, you know, monkey, it will go from one branch to another on a tree and sometimes it will jump from one tree to another. You know, like that the mind is like that monkey. It will go like one tree and many branches. So that is like many opinions of that same subject. And then it will go to different subjects after that, different tree. And then it will have many opinions about that. For example, Srila Prabhupada said, water is the same thing. But in winter, we don't like water. In summer, we want to be where water is. So it's the same water, it has not changed. But depending on the circumstances, matras parshas to just by our perception, we change our opinion about the same thing. You see? So in this way, 
there is one uh, verse in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Dvaite Bhadra Bhadra Jnana uh, Sab Manotharam E Bhalo E Manda E Shabhubhram that means um, abhad, bhadra abhadra this is auspicious this is inauspicious this is good this is bad this kind of understanding this jumping of opinions is is a mistake so it's a mistake it's an illusion so this mind is like that so even when we are trying to be krishna conscious so now as we understood we always are supposed to be constitutionally krishna conscious it is now only covered with layers of this dust of materialism. It is like gold. When you dig gold from the gold uh, ore, it doesn't look actually very shining and attractive. Oh, that's shining there. Let's dig out that one. No, it doesn't look like that. It looks very dull because it's covered with oxides and minerals and so many dust, so much dust and kalmasham dirt, pollution. So once with chemical processes, we, the dust is removed, then the original shining quality of the gold is manifested. It's not that the gold was dirty. The dust just covered the gold. Gold is always the same. It's just covered. So similarly, we are originally glorious in our constitutional position as a as an eternal servant of Krishna. But because of this dust of materialism, we became dull. So what we are doing essentially in this Krishna consciousness movement is trying to purify our consciousness that means remove those layers of dust and what is this dust? in fact the word for dust is Raja Raja means dust Mahatpad Rajobhishekam Raja so Raja means dust and Raja also means the mode of passion Rajogun so this starts from that. Kama esha krodha esha rajoguna samudbhavaha mahashano mahapapma vidhyenam meha fairnam. Arjuna asks Krishna in the third chapter, 36th verse. Athakena prayuktoyam papam charati purushaha anichanna pivarshne baladivaniyojitaha. Why? Why do we commit sinful activities? Even though we do not want to. We are forced somehow. What is what is the impelling or compelling factor? And Krishna explains, Kama Esha, Krodha Esha. And he very sternly warns us. This Kama is our greatest enemy. Kama Esha, Krodha Esha, Rajoguna Samudbhavaha, Mahashano Mahapapma, Vidhyenam Miha Vairinam. So, Translation, Supreme Personality of God had said, It is lust only, Arjuna, which is born of contact with the material mode of passion and later transformed into wrath, that means anger, which is in the mode of ignorance and which is the all-devouring sinful enemy of this world. So before understanding our pure nature, we should understand what are those layers of dust that are covering us. So Krishna explains that this is karma. And what is karma? What is lust? Is it only sexual attraction? No, everything. Of course, sexual attraction is the highest in this material world. Is the most strongest binding factor. This material world is like a prison. But there are no bars in this prison. The shackles, the bars, is this lust. 
sex life actually. Because of that, life after life we are bound to this material world. Because this is how it all expands, the illusion. Srimad Bhagavatam explains very nicely, 5.5.8. The attraction between male and female is the basic principle of material existence. On the basis of this misconception, which ties together the hearts of the male and female, one becomes attracted to his body, home, property, children, relatives and wealth. In this way, one increases life's illusions and thinks in terms of I and mine. So this is how our illusion expands. In the beginning, we are just concerned with our own, with ourselves. Then, when we get into married life, then we have, then we start to think about wife and then home and then property, and children, and then relatives. To maintain all the status quo, we need wealth. And in this way, our whole life is spent. The entire able years of our life, the youthful years of our life are spent in these things. And our real mission of human life is completely, not even in the back seat, out of the car. Nowhere close. We don't even know it exists. And in the name of education, we are taught some complete atheistic nonsense which has nothing to do with reality. Oh, Big Bang Theory. What is that? Atheistic theory. We have. We have the most meaningful explanation of creation. Not just something, you know, randomly exploded and then the whole creation came into perfect order. No, it doesn't happen like that. So, and so many things. Everything we have learned without connection with God. So, we are in illusion and we are increasing the illusion with so-called education. Education means you have to actually, the illusion should be gone. You have to be in knowledge now. That is real education and that is only possible with Krishna consciousness. With Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam, then we can understand actually what is the fact. So, anyway, this is the expansion of illusion that goes on. So, all this starts with what? Kama Esha, Krodha Esha, Kama. And where from it comes? It springs from Rajoguna Samudbhavaha. Udbhava means to take birth. It takes birth from this Rajoguna. And Raja means this dust. This dust of materialism starts with Rajoguna. Sattvaguna, the pure goodness, is the original state. Below that is Rajoguna. In the material world, the Sattvaguna is contaminated because it gets influenced by Rajoguna. It's not that the Sattvaguna is contaminated. But because it, there is influence of Rajogun, it is not the Sattvagun is not pure in this material world. Sattvagun or mode of goodness. I, I hope you know this three gunas, right? Sattvagun, Rajogun, Tamo. So, Sattvik means actually in the mode of goodness, Shuddha Sattva. Shuddha Sattva. When it's Ashuddha Sattva, uh, then that means it is contaminated with Rajogun or Tamogun. So, that dust. That is where this lust comes from. What is the definition of lust? Atmendriya Pritivancha Tare Bali Kam. Krishnendriya Pritivancha Dhare Prem Nam. 
This is the difference between lust and love. In this world, people say, oh, I love you, I love you. There is no love here. Lust, it is all lust. Lust means, I want to be happy. When the, the, when the mood is that I want to be happy with this relationship or with this um, whatever I am doing, and that is lust. Atmendriya preeti vancha. Vancha means desire. Preeti means satisfaction. And Atmendriya means my own senses. If I want to satisfy my own senses and mine, that is lust. But Krishnendriya preeti vancha dhare premnam. Love is only possible with God, Krishna. Where, is, where there is absolute selflessness. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu teaches us. Aslishyava padaratam vinashtumam adarshanan marmahatam karotuva yathatathava vidadhatulampato mat prananathastu saevanapara He says, in the mood of Ratharani, he says, um, it doesn't matter Krishna whether you come before me or not or reciprocate with me or not or completely neglect me and, or punish me for millions of aeons, it doesn't matter. You are the Lord of my life. There's absolutely no question, no argument. Oh Krishna, I have chanted your name so much. Why are you not, you know, taking care of me? Why you? Why am I? I am insulted and then they are praised. No, 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 no. Absolute no question. If I want to be praised, then that is Atmendra Pritivan. That is lust. Lust can come in three forms mainly. Dhana, Jana, Sundari. Dhana, Jana, Sundari. That's why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Na Dhanam, Na Janam, Na Sundarim, Kavitam, Jagadisha, Kamaya. Wealth. With wealth, I have access to enjoyment, sense enjoyment. Dhanam. Janam. I want to be known, well known. Nowadays, everybody wants to become a social media influencer. Janam. And do some nonsense, some prank videos or whatever. Do some rubbish and then become influenced. You do anything, you will have a following. It does not mean that you are correct. Oh, because you have 60 million followers, you are correct. No, no, no. There are 60 million fools following you and... Uh, <laughs> and it's like, Svavidvarahoshtra kharayi. Samstuta parusha, purusha pasu. It is said there are many people who are on the levels of, level of dogs, pigs, camels and asses. These are not my words. Bhagavatam's words. 2319, verse number. So, say people on the level of these animals, they glorify another bigger animal who is on the same level. I mean, in the same category. So, that's, that's what is happening. So, people in the mode of ignorance, if, somebody in, if a person in the mode of ignorance creates some content, and then people in the mode of ignorance will follow it and will like it. So, a, a, anybody will have an audience. You know, so this janam is a big problem and carried away by that, uh, people get intoxicated with that. And then finally Sundarim, they want to enjoy beautiful women. And this is not only for men, women also. Here in this material world, whether man or woman, he has the enjoy, enjoying spirit. He, he or she wants to enjoy. And that is a male mentality. According to Sanskrit, According to our Vedas, male means enjoyer, purusha means enjoyer. Female means prakriti, means to be enjoyed. Female is to be enjoyed by the male. So actually the only male is Krishna. And we are all actually his prakriti, para prakriti. That is explained in the 7th chapter, 5th verse. 
वी आर प्रकृति एक्चुअली वी आर फीमेल इन नेचर बिकॉज वी आर टू बी एंजॉयड बाय कृष्णा कृष्णा इज द एंजॉय बट नाउ वी आर टेकिंग द रोल ऑफ पुरुष वेदर मैन और वुमेन एवरीबडी वॉन्ट्स टू बी द एंजॉय सो इट्स एक्चुअली मेल मेंटेलिटी सो द मेल इज ऑलवेज सुपीरियर टू द फीमेल बिकॉज द मेल एंजॉयज द फीमेल सो कृष्णा इज एक्चुअली द सुपीरियर सुप्रीम and we are inferior to him so we are to be enjoyed by him but when we want to become the male then krishna will give an energy which is inferior to us so that comparatively we will be superior and then we can be the enjoyer and therefore material nature is inferior to us apara prakriti so in this way we become superior and we can be the enjoyer of this material world but because the material world is conducted by krishna maya dhyakshana prakriti it is too overwhelming for us to handle it So, like for example this this computer will do what i ask it to do so it is under so called my control like the phone unless you push the hand it will not go so it is under your control but we become overwhelmed by that and then we are like led almost to like forcibly push the finger and then scroll endlessly on social media See? nobody is actually the phone is not pulling our hand we are only pushing the phone but we are pushing we are pushing because we are overwhelmed by the glaring glaring um, nature of the material world it's too attractive it's like the moth the fire is not calling the moth the the insect but the insect rushes towards it because it's too attractive or oh, so bright go there and get burnt patangavat the actual word is used in the bhagavatam patanga means uh, this moth gets attracted to the fire and then gets burnt so we are getting attracted like that so now we have to okay i'll just show see, see krishna says all devouring enemy of this world and how bad it is um 341 तस्मात्द्रियाण्यादम्य भरदर्शभ पापन प्रजहिह्येन ज्ञान विज्ञान नाशन दिस इज वाट लस्ट डज वॉट इट डज देर्फोर अर्जुन बेस्ट ऑफ द भारत इन द वेरी बिगिनिंग कर्ब दिस ग्रेट सिंबल ऑफ सिन लस्ट बाय रेग्युलेटिंग द सेंसेस इन स्ले दिस डिस्ट्रॉयर ऑफ नॉलेज एंड सेल्फ रियलाइजेशन ज्ञान विज्ञान नाशनम when lust becomes prominent people will not be interested in spiritual knowledge about who i am who is god what is this they don't they're not interested in all this atmatatvam and parabhav it becomes defeat the whole life becomes a defeat and then vigyana nashanam jnana vigyana nashanam this is will be destroyed whole life will be spent on this fulfilling kama very very dangerous That's why again Krishna says in the forty-three, three forty-three. Kama rupam durasadam. The last line. Jahi shatram mahabaho kama rupam durasadam. Durasadam means very formidable enemy. This lust. You see durasadam, formidable. Thus, knowing oneself to be transcendental to this material senses, mind, and intelligence. 
O mighty armed Arjuna, one should steady the mind by deliberate spiritual intelligence or Krishna consciousness and thus by spiritual strength conquer this insatiable enemy known as lust. So, coming back to our point. So, we have to, when the mind goes here and there, we have to bring it back every time. So, now we are, we have been with lust for millions of years, trillions of years. Life after life after life. Now we are beginning to understand that this is a problem. And we are trying to rectify our situation. And we are trying to chant and read and try to regain our spiritual consciousness. Krishna consciousness. So but because it's just, you know, we are just starting out. We will fall back to our long uh, standing habits. For millions of years we have been used to sense gratification. So every time, even though we try to be Krishna conscious, the mind pulls us away, mind pulls us away. So every time we have, when we notice our mind has gone, by the time we notice that actually is quite some time, it already has gone. Like when we are chanting for example, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Then we go and we go two, three times, five times we chant, the mind has already gone to like ten places before we notice that the mind has left from the chanting. <laughs> I haven't even noticed. It has gone to 10 places before I have noticed. That's how fast the mind is. That, that long-standing um, inertia, you know, when you when you are going at like 100 kilometers an hour, when you break, you don't come from 100 to 0 in 1 second or 0 seconds. It will take some time for you to stop. So that's inertia. Means it will take some time. Just like when you switch the fan off, it still is turning and it takes some time to actually come to a complete halt. So, similarly, although we may, tr- we may start Krishna Consciousness, that inertia of materialism will still carry on. So, we have to forcibly stop and that we can do with higher taste. We, when we have greater attraction, then we will automatically give up the lower attractions. That's why we have to hear, Shravanam Kirtanam is very important. We have to always keep ourselves, we have to hear every time, so that we are always reminded and we are rejuvenated in our convictions in Krishna consciousness. Otherwise, Maya is convincing us, ah, don't, don't go to the temple. Come with me, today new movie released. Come, this side, ticket. Here free, but they don't come. There to pay and wasting time, they will go. Hmm. So, in today's verse, you know, Prashanta manasam hienam upaiti shanta rajasam. This is two times the word shanta is used. Prashanta manasam hienam and upaiti shanta rajasam. So this prashantam is explained in the second chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Nasti buddhira yuktasya nachayuktasya bhavana nachabhavayata shantir ashantasya kuta sukham. One who is not connected with the Supreme, Ayuktasya, in Krishna Consciousness, can have neither transcendental intelligence nor a steady mind, without which there is no possibility of peace. So is, you see this Shanta, Ashantasya. You see, Nacha Abhavayataha Shantihi Ashantasya Kutaha Sukham. If you are not peaceful, where is the question of happiness? You see? So this prashanta manasam will happen when we come to this mode of goodness. 
if we are agitated by the rajogun and tamogun then we cannot be peaceful satvam vishuddham vasudeva shabditam that is the peaceful stage and it's explained also prabhupada has quoted that verse in the purport 1854 brahma bhutah prasannatma nashochati nakankshati samah sarveshu bhuteshu mad bhaktim labhate param one who is thus transcendentally situated what is this transcendental what does it exactly mean it means above the three modes goodness passion ignorance in the mode of pure goodness akalmasham brahma bhutam akalmasham at once he realizes the supreme brahman parabrahma means krishna parabrahma param dhama pavitram paramam bhavan purusham shashvatam divyam adidevam majam vibhum Arjuna is saying, Krishna, you are the Parabrahma. So, Supreme Brahman. Brahma is one thing. Parabrahma is another thing. We are Brahma. Aham Brahmasmi. But, I am not Aham Parabrahmasmi. No. That is not true. Krishna is Parabrahma. So, he at once realizes the Supreme Brahman and becomes fully joyful. Prasannatma. Not only just peaceful, but joyful. Peaceful means absence of misery. it's not really happiness yet after that is just like when you are sick body is not in order but when you just recover you are not still having strength you just recover you are though those turbulent disease or infection whatever condition is subsided but you are not at the stage where you can run when you can jump you can play not yet so that is a next stage so first we have to be prashanta then we can be prasanna okay he never laments or desires to have anything na shochati na kankshati oh i lost it oh i have to gain this he doesn't have because he's not when you happy then if if i am lamenting that means i am in need of i am in want of something that means at this point i am accepting the position that i am not happy i want that to be happy now i lost it so i am not happy or i want to have that then i will become happy desire and kankshati so uh, self will also if a, if a person has a million dollars will he desire that oh i want that 10 dollars let me work in that uh, as a delivery man and then get some 10 dollars an hour he really desires that he doesn't because he already has more way more than that so like that it is not because he doesn't want it he has way more than it that's why he doesn't want it so we should have that brahma bhuta prasannatma the highest happiness then we can reject this lower happiness of kama or lust it is not that we artificially restrain our senses oh no 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 let me not have this let me uh, let me not chase happiness let me let me be sad no that's not we have to have the highest happiness then we can give up so prashanta manasam hienam if you are not prashant if you are not peaceful how can we execute how can we even chant suppose i have a headache chanting becomes difficult you know becomes difficult 
because I am not peaceful. But we should come to a stage where despite all kinds of storm around us, we should be as peaceful as when it is there is no storm. Storm means, I mean, turbulent circumstances in life. Uh, what is that? Guru Napi Vichalyate. That is called Samadhi, state of Samadhi. That means even in the most turbulent of circumstances, I have to be completely peaceful. This comes with a lot of purification. In the beginning, we are not there, we are not there yet. So we have to, when we are peaceful, we should not waste time. We have to cultivate that Krishna consciousness so that when actually times become turbulent, then that will help. It's not that in the turbulent time, suddenly I will, you know, become Krishna conscious. No, of course it helps. Helps us become more serious. But if you are, if you become serious when times are good, then it's easier to handle the difficult circumstance. And finally, the death is going to be the most difficult circumstance. It's the toughest situation we're going to face. So everything else is just a preparatory exam for that final exam. Like we have this BVA program. So before the <laughs> final, I mean before the main exam, there are so many preparatory quizzes. They are preparing. So it's like the preparatory exams. These are smaller situations. However big we may think the situation is, it is smaller than death. It is smaller than death. So death is going to be the ultimate exam. And we should be in a position where, you see this, second chapter, 71st verse and 72nd verse, if you see. Vihaya kaman yaha sarvan pumans charati nikspriha nirmamo nirahankara sashantim adhigachati. See, shantim again. A person who has given up all desires for sense gratification, who lives free from desires, who has given up all sense of proprietorship and is devoid of false ego, he alone can attain peace. Now, next one. See. Esha brahmi sthiti partha. Nainam prapya vimuhyati. Now, sthitvasyam antakalepi brahma nirvana vichati. This is very important. That is the way of spiritual and godly life, after attaining which a man is not bewildered. If one is thus situated even at the hour of death, sthitvasyam antakala, antakalepi. Or in Srimad Bhagavatam it is said, ante narayana smriti. Uh, what is that? Antakalevi mameva smaran muktva kalevaram yah prayati samadbhavam. That means if we remember Krishna at the time of death, we go back to Krishna. If I remember dog at the time of death, I will become a dog in my next life. That's why keeping pet dogs is a very dangerous thing. It may be cute on social media and we will have like thousands of likes. But after that, when we become dog, we will get thousands of beatings and you know. So, we have to know what is actually dangerous, what is not. We, we, we think, da- we accept dangerous things to be, oh, nice and cute and all these things. And what is actually, you know, Krishna consciousness, which is actually the safest path, we are least interested. Hmm. So, we should not be like that. We should understand as, 
and at the hour of death even at the hour of death then one can enter into the kingdom of god so how are we going to pass the exam of death if i can't even chant hari krishna when i have a headache how so we have to always introspect where i am it's not that i'll be in this delusional stage where oh i'm a great devotee you know i'm i'm always thinking of krishna please when i think like that that is a sign of not a, of a non devotee only a non devotee will think that he is a devotee uh, there is a very nice verse <laughs> you see this verse this is from the kena upanishad yasyamatam tasyamatam matam yasyana vedasah avijnatam vijanatam vijnatam avijanatam what is that mean whoever denies having an opinion of his own about the supreme truth is correct in his opinion again whoever denies having an opinion of his own about the supreme truth is correct in his opinion whereas one who has his own opinion about the supreme does not know he is unknown to those who claim to know him and can only be known by those who do not claim to know him. This is from Kena Upanishad 2.3. You see this? This is the paradox. If I think that I know Krishna, that is a sign of a person who does not know Krishna. <laughs> That's why Brahma said, whoever says that I know Krishna, let them think that way. I don't want to say much about them. But actually he said much about him. Let's see what he said. now brahma means you know he is the most intelligent man of the world in the universe right he has four heads four brains we have one right we have one small brain he has four huge brains he constructed the entire universal planetary systems i mean the topmost of engineers elon musk is nothing he is a speck of dust compared to brahma okay now brahma is saying with that kind of that level of intelligence jananta eva janantu किं बहुक्त्या न मे प्रभो मनसो वपुषो वाचो वैभवं तव गोचरः देयर आर पीपल हु से आई नो एवरीथिंग अबाउट कृष्णा लेट देम थिंक दैट एज़ फार एज़ आई एम कंसर्न आई डू नॉट विश टू स्पीक वेरी मच अबाउट दिस मैटर ओ माय लॉर्ड लेट मी से दिस मच एज़ फार एज़ योर योर ऑपुलेंसेस आर कंसर्न्ड दे आर ऑल बियॉन्ड द रीच ऑफ माय माइंड body and words of whose mind body and words brahma. ah. brahma's body mind and words so what our mind body mind and words can do hmm? that means in other words he said that those who say i know krishna that rascal number 1 in other words mudha vimudha that's why krishna says ye me bhakta jana partha na me bhakta ashte jana Whoever says he is my devotee, Krishna says, I do not consider him my devotee. First thing I'll, I'll reject him. Mad 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 bhakta nam chaye bhakta, ste me bhakta tamamata. Shri Shri Ram. Whoever uh, considers he is a devotee of my devotee, that means he is humble. He is not accepting. Oh, I am devotee of Krishna. No, he doesn't say that. A real devotee will not say that. What is that verse? इन द चैतन्य चरितामृत 
qualities of the mode of goodness so the previous ones are all goodness now you see material desire great endeavor audacity dissatisfaction even in gain false pride praying for material advancement considering oneself different and better than others sense gratification rash eagerness to fight a fondness for hearing oneself praised the tendency to ridicule others take prasad give prasad yes the fondness for hearing oneself praised the tendency to ridicule others advertising one's own prowess and justifying one's action by one's strength are qualities of the mode of passion look at this complete opposite of a devotee hmm. so devotee who is in the highest stage he considers himself in the lowest stage those who are in the lowest stage they consider themselves the highest stage <laughs> those who think they know krishna they actually don't know krishna those who think they don't know krishna they are qualified to know krishna you see those who have an opinion about the lord they actually don't know the lord those who say that they have no opinion about the lord they that is the correct opinion so you see how paradoxical situation it is but this is the case so coming back so prashanta manasa hyanam so we have to get rid of this passion hmm, mode of passion yoginam sukhamuttamam how because passion lust gives us some pleasure otherwise nobody i mean why are people so mad after it of course there is some pleasure in the absence of no i mean in the absence of every other pleasure even the smallest pleasure will okay at least something you know let me go for it in the desert there is no water if there is one drop falling ah i will put my mouth never mind i don't i know it doesn't really you know <laughs> satisfy my thirst but one drop is better than zero drop so i will go for that one drop so that is how this karma is and when the lust is not satisfied it goes to krodha anger intolerable anger so these are all dangerous things so how to combat this karma if we have so much happiness sukham uttamam vishaya vinivartante niraharasya dehina rasavarjam rasopyasya param drishtvani vartate rasavarjam even if we give up our sense gratification but we will in our mind we cannot give up like when we become a devotee right in the beginning 
oh we cannot eat in the restaurants really when I, when we pass by a restaurant the smell you know mind pulls i am restraining restraining myself but the mind is pulling oh, the bakery smells very nice so this is forceful restraint of course we have to restrain whether we like it or not but how can it be how can we have zero attraction for that if you have nice prasadam in the temple we will go to the bakery correct so we offer to krishna kingly food because rajbhog rajbhog means you know to serve krishna like he is a king you know he is actually a king <coughs> so but krishna is merciful enough to leave us remnants of the food stuff offered to him then if we eat prasadam then we'll be like there was, there was one uh, <laughs> incident where one boy he was addicted to chocolates he liked chocolates so prabhupad <coughs> he had uh, he was chanting and he went outside and then bought one chocolate and put in his pocket i think he ate some also but some he put in the pocket so then when he came back to the temple uh, when he saw prabhupad he bowed down chocolate fell out on the floor <laughs> prabhupad saw that then uh, he don't know what to do he just offered the chocolate to prabhupad mm-hmm. then uh, prabhupad said no this we cannot eat this <coughs> then he asked him what what attracts you to this chocolate what what attracts you to this chocolate you know it is sweet it's nice i like the taste okay then he went to the kitchen he immediately there and there he cooked kheer very nice kheer and then he offered to the boy and, uh, and the devotee even many years later he remembers that's the best kheer i've ever eaten he was so transcendental i completely lost my attraction for chocolate no more so nice like in fact in the beginning in the america <coughs> he was doing uh, rasgullas no sorry gulab jamun he called it the iskon bullet <coughs> he gives the because in america they are, they have a sweet tooth chinese here in the asian countries they don't eat sweet much but um, in the western world sweets are very you know they, they like sweets indians also like sweet so anyway um yeah indian love sweet. love sweets <laughs> the chinese especially here they say they, they they like chocolate and all but indian sweets are very too sweet they say <coughs> so anyway so when he made this gulab jamun and gave them when they just put it in the mouth they have never tasted anything like that and especially when it's offered to krishna it becomes even more tasteful when they put it in the mouth they've just forgot everything they became devotees they surrendered their lives they usually when you go to a restaurant you pay some maybe some 5 dollars for some gulab jamun you know or but here they paid not 5 dollars but whole lives they paid <coughs> they surrendered become devotees just eating prasadam higher taste you see so that is how this sukham uttamam not just eating i'm not saying about just eating nice food <laughs> what i'm saying is <coughs> not only in the matter of the tongue but also in the matter of every single enjoyment so we have to just like in the pubs and clubs they also dance we also dance with kirtan <coughs> but ours is transcendental dancing singing but because it is krishna's name transcendental there is because of some lusty song it is material it is sinful you see the difference 
So, <clears throat> we do the similar things, but with connection with Krishna, becomes transcendentally blissful. So, unless we are situated in that uh, status of happiness, we cannot give up these things. So, Upayati Shantarajasam. Actually, I wanted to take you to these five verses. Quickly, we will go. <coughs> Six verses. Five. Let's go to five. Uh, this is how it exactly happens. Upayati Shantarajasam. Oh, sorry. You see this? 1, 2, 17, all the way through 21. This is actually the procedure. Shrinvatam svakathaha krishna punya shravana kirtanaha hridyantasthohi abhadrani vidhunoti suhritsatam You see, what happens when we hear about Krishna. That's why we have to attend classes. That's why we have to read the books. This is why. Because Kalmasha, we are full of rubbish in our head. So it has to be cleansed, cleansed. Vidhunoti. So Shrenvatam Svakathaha Krishna Punya Shravana Kirtana. You see, Shri Krishna, the personality of Godhead, who is the Paramatma, super soul in everyone's heart and the benefactor of the truthful devotee, cleanses desire for material enjoyment. From the heart of the devotee, who has developed the urge to hear his messages, which are in themselves virtuous when properly heard and chanted. So how our desire to enjoy this material world, the kalmash, the dust, the raja, <coughs> will be gone? How? By hearing. Now, when we have the urge to hear, yesterday we have this Mataji who came, bought so many books, sitting here, China. So she has brought so many books. That is the urge to hear. That is what we should have. Then this material dust will be gone. If you don't have the urge, no. <coughs> then what happens, you see, after hearing? <coughs> In fact, the purports are very important, but you know, we don't have time. Nashta prayeshvabhadreshu nityam bhagavata sevaya Bhagavatyuttama shloke bhaktir bhavati naishthiki. So this is what happens when we become cleansed. By regular attendance in the classes on the Bhagavatam and by rendering of service to the pure devotee, all that is troublesome to the heart is almost completely destroyed. Why almost completely? Not Why not completely? Because once we get to the prema stage, love of Godhead, then yes, completely. But we are not yet on that stage. So, next verses they explain the more uh, advanced stages. So, all that is troublesome to the heart is almost completely destroyed and loving service unto the personality of Godhead who is praised with transcendental songs is established as an irrevocable fact. <coughs> irrevocable means we will never go back. Irrevocable devotional service means, like some people, they come to Krishna consciousness but after some time, they are not so interested and they will fall away. That's because they are not hearing. The ears are always open. You cannot close the ears. I mean, you can like that. But even when you are sleeping, you have alarm because the ear is the only thing that will wake you up. Even when we are sleeping. So, 
ear is very important. So our ear cannot be closed. Our mouth can be closed, but ear cannot be closed. So if I am not filling the ear with Krishna conscious message, it will be filled with Maya conscious message. If I don't come here, I will be watching something or I will be talking to somebody or I will be influenced by something, reading something, whatever. My thought will be materialistic because I am hearing that constantly. So therefore, we have to counter that with this hearing. <clears throat> and then when we become convinced, a stage comes where we will never fall back. That is called Bhaktir Bhavati Naishthiki. Nishtha. Fixed. Fixed up. That is the midway stage of advancement. Midway. Adho Shraddha Tato Sadhu Sangha Bhajana Kriya Anarthanivati Nishtha. Then there is Ruchi, Asakti, Bhava, Prema. Prema is the highest. So Nishtha is midway between the starting and the, the I mean the perfection. Then what happens after that? When the devotional service becomes irrevocable, that means you will never leave Krishna consciousness. No matter what, no matter what happens, you will never leave. Tada rajastamo bhavaha kama lobhadayaschaye cheta etair anavidham sthitam sattve prasidati. This is what happens. This is called shantarajasam stage. Where <coughs> anavidham means what? Without being affected. If we are affected, that means we are agitated. We are not shantarajasam. Shantarajasam means sthit, uh, chetar etai chetar hmm? chetar etai chetar etai ranavidham tada rajastamo bhava. So what happens? As soon as irrevocable loving service is established in the heart, the effects of nature's modes of passion and ignorance such as lust, desire and hankering disappear from the heart. This is Shantarajasam. Upaiti Shantarajasam. How? Sthitam Sattve Prasidati Brahma Bhutam Makalmasham. So, <clears throat> then the devotee is established in goodness and he becomes completely happy. Then what happens? The last two verses. Evam Prasanna Manaso Bhagavad Bhakti Yogataha Bhagavad Tattva Vijnanam Mukta Sangasya Jayate. Thus established in the mode of unalloyed goodness. What is alloy? Alloy means a mixture of metals is an alloy. So, this is how it actually happens. Just uh, one second. In this material world, there is an alloy of goodness, passion, ignorance. Each of us are different because of different alloys of the goodness passion how much percentage of goodness how much percentage of passion how much percentage of ignorance the permutations and combinations of these three modes the percentages of these three modes gives rise give rise to this unlimited variety of species and every one of us are different right our likes dislikes our tendencies everything is different we look different everything it's because of the different, you know, like that mixer there, audio mixer. Like there are many sources of audio, you know, if you have like 10 mics, you know. And suppose you want to mute everybody else and, you know, just 
uh, one person speaking. So, you have to pull down everything else and then this one. But then you can like, some uh, sources can be higher, some sources can be midway, some, so it depends. So this, this switch is like a mixer of these three modes. So how much of each and then the different result comes out. So we are all products of these different permutations and combinations of the percentages of these three modes. And this is what happens, 14.10, you see. Rajas tamascha bhibhuya sattvam bhavati bharata Rajaha sattvam tamascha tamaha sattvam rajas tatha What is that? Sometimes the mode of goodness becomes prominent, defeating the modes of passion and ignorance, O son of Bharata. Sometimes the mode of passion defeats goodness and ignorance, and at other times ignorance defeats goodness and passion. In this way there is always competition for supremacy. Now how, what does it all matter? How, how does it, what is this all talking about? For example, we may be, our um, general state may be, say mine is my mode of passion. Generally I am in the mode of passion. But sometimes my mood may change, you know we have mood swings. Sometimes we are in a good mood, sometimes we are in a bad mood, sometimes in a neutral. So what is that? So this is what is happening. Sometimes good mood means uh, some, I am peaceful, little more sober. Uh, mode of goodness a little bit takes over, defeating the passion and ignorance. And at other times passion becomes prominent, defeating goodness and ignorance. And other, other times good, um, the ignorance becomes more prominent and goodness and passion become subdued. So in this way we are having these different, you know, weather and climate in our mind. Climate is the usual like tropical climate, Mediterranean climate, but then weather, every day it changes. Even though you are in summer, say oh, now maybe winter, but sometime rain comes, sometime in the rainy season sun comes out. So that's like weather change, but the climate is the, the general, you know, uh, condition. So like that we are having a certain mix of modes, but then at sometimes something is agitated and becomes prominent and this becomes prominent like that. So this is how it is happening. This is called alloy. This is the alloyed. Now unalloyed. Thus established in the mode of unalloyed goodness. At this stage, a person is not influenced by these three modes. Nistrai gunyo bhava arjuna. Rise above the three modes, O arjuna. The man whose mind has been enlivened by contact with devotional service to the Lord gains positive scientific knowledge of the personality of Godhead in the stage of liberation from all material association. This is what happens. You want to sit in a chair? So in the stage of liberation from all material association, huh, one gets scientific knowledge of the Supreme. Bhagavat Tattva Vijnana. And finally, this is what happens. Bhidyate hridaya granthish chidyante sarvasamshayaha kshiyante chasya karmani drishta evat manishvare. Thus, the knot in the heart is pierced. What is this knot in the heart? What do you have a heart blockage or a stent? No. What is this knot in the heart? Blood clot or what? Myocarditis. Nowadays we are hearing this word. Huh? Some inflammation. So, no. What is this? But there is another type of inflammation. There comes some other kind of knot. What is that? Hrde granthim. Guna means these modes. Guna also means rope. So, to make a rope, you need three 
strands and then you put together it becomes a strong rope and then you take three of those and then do that and then become easy even stronger like that strong rope it's a very strong rope and then you tie a knot with that oh it's possible to you know untie so it's not about untying cut it hmm thus the knot in the heart is pierced means is attachment to this material world basically that's what it means the attachment to this material world is cut off and all misgivings that means all misconceptions about life are cut to pieces that means one is bhagavata tattva vijnanam he gets the knowledge so he is in perfect uh, knowledge of everything yo maam evam asammudho janat purushottamam sa sarva vid bhajati maam sarva bhavena bharata one who knows krishna he will know everything and the chain of fruitive actions this this karma cycle is terminated when one sees one's self as one's master and one's master we are ourselves and the master is krishna so when the sun comes out in the darkness in the night we cannot see ourselves also we cannot see our surroundings but when the sun comes out we can see the sun we can see ourselves we can see the whole world so that's how krishna consciousness is if we allow the sun of krishna consciousness to rise in our heart through this process of sadhana bhakti then we can see everything clearly we can understand everything clearly no doubts whatsoever nobody is uh, scared in daytime you know They're scared in the night oh, where is who is coming the fear of ghosts the fear of thieves the fear of animals or reptiles or snakes everything becomes lost in bright sunshine you see there's no more fear uh, fear comes with lack of knowledge when we don't understand things as they are then we become fearful when we do understand then it it is not fearful hmm. and especially when we are situated in the highest <laughs> if we know things as they are that means if we know that there is a snake of course we'll be fearful right <laughs> so what i mean is if we know that actually what we are fearing is not supposed to be feared and what is to be feared we are not fearing because of lack of knowing like for example if there is a rope and in the dark i see something like a snake i'll become fearful but actually i should not have been fearful of that if there was light i i could see it was a rope but i thought it was a snake and i got scared i got i was afraid and what needs to be feared we may not fear like when maybe there is a snake but i can i can mistake it for a rope and i may not be i may be careless so in this world we don't fear sinful reactions we think it is okay it is fine we are treating a snake like a rope you know as if it's nothing actually it's very dangerous to commit sinful activities oh let's go to the restaurant and eat what sushi what is a sushi fish right ha huh. fish is the worst thing you can eat of all meat it is said is the most sinful so uh, just go going and eating but what is what are we eating full of sin there but we are not scared of it we are not afraid of it but a person who is in knowledge he will be very cautious he will never do such a thing he knows what is to be feared and what is not to be feared it's not a nothing is to be feared no we need to fear sinful reactions right when one is situated in knowledge 
he knows what is to be feared if there is fire i have to be careful i cannot like ah, careless and go and put my hand there hmm that is foolishness fools rush in where angels fear to tread as the saying fools rush in where angels fear to tread they say oh i am a dare devil you are a devil that's why you are daring to go there <laughs> because you're not an angel <laughs> angels will fear to tread like they have this x factor um, um, program reality show and i saw one of those episodes the guy is eating a cow's eye eyeball he was and he i'm a dare devil yeah you're a devil you're eating a cow you don't know what to dare and what not to you dare putting your hand in the fire you dare walking into the fire a man who is haunted by a ghost will do that he has no sense of discrimination a man in knowledge is a man in of discrimination vipaschitah who has broad intelligence he knows what needs to be done what ought not to be done and what is to be feared and what is not to be feared he knows hmm. so all misgivings are cut to pieces the chain of fruitive actions is terminated when one sees one's self as ma- one's master like you know those daredevil <laughs> it's a perfect word actually they go to you know do with car stunts and all i mean you just little bit you go off and finish on the road if i if i oh if i dare and do something you know stupid and i'm just going to get in myself into danger the road if i'm when i'm driving is full of danger but a little attention is what we need we have to be attentive and then conduct ourselves and we'll be safe but otherwise it's a very dangerous place any time anything can happen right my this material world is like that padam padam yad vipadam every step is a danger kshurasya dhara nishita duratyaya durgam pathastat kavayo vadanti uttishtha jagrata prapta varanne bhodata says wake up just like when you are driving when you are sleeping if you fall asleep like it happened many times to me i was driving and i was late in the night we used to go to malaysia so sometimes it's just a moment it's it's chilling you know when you when you just wake up like that you know so because any that one split second is enough for complete chaos uh, so kshurasya dhara this path is this material world is full of thorns we be very very careful if we are attentive then we can tread this path and go back to spiritual world so we need to be attentive at all times eh? that means not a little attentive we have to be attentive always a little inattention when we are like prabhupada said when we are shaving a little inattention and will cut so it's sharp so when we are dealing with the blade we have to be careful it is dangerous it is useful but it is useful only when we are attentive if we are inattentive it's dangerous so that's how it is this my so we have to be careful so then we can come to this final stage of brahma bhutam upaiti shanta rajasam when the this mode of passion becomes completely subdued go to the then we become in the shuddha sattva and that is called the brahma bhuta platform and akalmasham no more pollution no more contamination in the heart no more so that means all kinds of not only how it how will that happen when all our past sinful reactions is completely burned to the roots with no chance of revival 
yes then it is completely done we are done with material life then we can be completely then we become eligible to go back to krishna uh, krishna loka so this is the whole point of this verse so i think we will stop here any questions or comments any doubts if not we will stop here then bhagavad gita ki jai shila prabhupada ki jai tai go prema nade